Y'all can go ahead and, and be seated. Thank you for being here tonight. Glory to God. And uh, I want to do say, say, I want to do say, is that? No, that would I do want to say thank you so much for your prayers concerning uh, the meeting that I just returned from it in there in Broken Arrow at Rama, Kindle the Flame with Lynette Hagen. I got three witnesses here tonight. Anna's over here, and Kim and Katrina wave at people. That was it a good time, or was it a good time? Amen. God showed up, and he showed out, and I am just so thankful that I could go with knowing that the church family here was holding the ropes and holding me up. Truly felt your prayers and the support of all of you, and it really was, I think uh, Miss Lynette kept saying that we were in the back room and she just kept saying, wow, this has got to be the best one that we ever had. And I truly agree with that. Every speaker, there was just such, such powerful, impactful, life-changing messages that were shared. And uh, this morning I woke up and I wasn't intending on preaching tonight. I know pastor already had a great word, so don't be disappointed. You'll hear that sooner or later. But it was just big in my heart that I needed to share tonight. And before I get into the crux of what the Lord put in my heart, I thought I would just recap a little bit of what did happen at Kindle the Flame. Just a tiny little flavor. Anybody want to hear some things that happened? And, you know, unfortunately, this meeting is not online and you can't go back and order the DVDs or anything like that. So, What you hear from me and Kim and Katrina and Anna and Marla and whoever else went, that's all you're going to get. So we'll give you a little bit, okay? (laughs) So I thought it was important that the whole emphasis, really, of Kindle the Flame, it happened 21 years ago, was the first one. But Lynette, I call her Lynette, she's my friend as well as my mentor, but Miss Lynette got in her heart, the Lord spoke to her. And I love this phrase that he told her many years before she ever started Kindle the Flame. And he's told her this. He said, I want you to build an army of balanced women that will be effective in prayer. And I found that interesting. Balanced women that will be effective in prayer. And then she went on to expound. And I've been there, kind of been there, done that. That sometimes women can get flaky and women's meetings can get you know a little far out that but she said no we're stay keeping this one on the word we're going to stay on track and we are going to be effective to pray so everyone that i've attended and there's been 21 the interesting thing is that the very first one was two weeks after 9 11 and people were calling her and saying well you're going to cancel you can't have that meeting she said no more than ever we need to have that meeting and meet now and pray over our nation. And so every year, it's like there's been this strong, strong emphasis on prayer. Everything good over there? Are you giving me a thumbs up already? Okay. I just glanced and I saw this thumbs up. I go, okay. I think he's giving me a th- thumbs up that I'm a balanced woman of God. Was that what it was? Okay, good. All right. So anyway... <laughs> The thing, I've been to almost all of them. I think I've only missed maybe four in the 21 years, four or five. But um, the thing this year was higher. And wasn't it amazing, ladies, how they had the whole platform was decorated with like these two gigantic hot air balloons? 
balloon kind of looking things. It was a real good visual. But uh, everybody shared and great messages and just kept building on. I said that already. But the first night, Miss Lynette got up and she said this. She said, I'm not sh- sharing anything you haven't heard. And I leaned over to her daughter, Denise, and I said, thank God. Thank God that she didn't get up and say, I have a higher revelation you won't find in the Bible. It's out on the Bible. It's something you've never heard. It just in my heart when she said that, I was like, I am so thankful for my roots. And you know what, folks? If you're connected to Heart of the Bay, you're also connected to Rama. That's where Pastor Mark and I not only met, but that's where we got our training. And it's good, solid foundation. And it's a safe place. And everything they do is founded upon the Word of God. And I'm so thankful for that. So she went on to begin sharing her message, a lot of great illustrations and things. But part of going higher is being prepared to reap the harvest. We need to get in a position where we're going to be ready to reap the harvest. And to be effective in prayer, many times we have to let go of some weights and some hindrances. Has anybody ever face something that you felt like it just got on you. She had this illustration of this lady who was a a trainer and she had this uh, weight belt on and she was clipping weights on her, which was pretty hysterical because Lynette was having trouble lifting up the weights, the 10 and the 12 pound weights and clipping them on this girl's belt. And the more she put the less quick she could walk. At first she was running and then she's dragging all these weights. And it's hard to get where we need to go in the things of God, dragging weights. And those weights had names on them like resentment, anxiety, insecurity, fear. You know, name your own list. These things will hold us back from what God has for us and how he wants to use us. And we're going to see it in the context of even how it can hinder us being effective in prayer. If we're bound up by fear, we're not going to be praying in faith. If we're all worried about situations, then we're not going to be able to cast them over on the Lord and then pray his perfect will and plan. So it all goes together. We're going higher in prayer as well. And we're going to be more effective. Amen. So let's look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, and I want to read it out of the Amplified. Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony of the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight, and that sin which so readily and cleverly clings to and entangles us and let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set for us. How about I get an amen? That scripture is powerful, isn't it? 
So it's telling us that we need to throw off all encumbrances, all sin. Obviously, we need to get rid of sin, and we don't, we don't need to expound on what sin is. You know. You know when you've stepped out of fellowship. You know when you've walked out of the light and gotten over into darkness. You know when you've entered into gossip. You know when you've entered into jealousy. Those things are sin, and so they will slow us down. But he also said those weights. There's some things that are not necessarily a sin, but they weigh us down. And they just keep us from being our best and living the life that God intended us to leave, live. They're like, he says those encumbrances, you know what they'll be? They're, they're like restrictive. Have you ever worn some really tight restrictive clothes well i'm not going to go into it because there's men in here but ladies you do you know what spanks are those things can be quite restrictive and it's if you ever wear them at least for me you're like as soon as i get home goodbye spanks goodbye you know what i mean we don't like to have on things that maybe help us look better but they're restrictive and it's so freeing to get rid of them. Well, that's how we ought to feel about unnecessary weights in the realm of the Spirit. If you've been harboring unforgiveness and you know you've been harboring unforgiveness, it's hurting you a lot more than it's hurting the person that you haven't forgiven. They may not even know that you haven't forgiven them. They may not even know that you were ever upset with them. So nothing's hurting them, but it's hindering us. And when you finally get on your knees and your face before God and you're like, I don't feel like it, but Lord, as an act of my will, I forgive them right now in the name of Jesus. I release them and I let it drop. You know what happens? Lightness comes. Woo! You start feeling light and easy. Your burden is rolled away. That's what he's talking about. Get rid of those things. They will hinder you. They'll weigh you down. And they will slow you down in your race. Well, I know some of you are like, what does that have to do with prayer? Well, again, the answer is everything. If we're weighed down, if we're full of worry, concern, fear, and anxiety, you know what else it does? Not only hinders our prayers, but it keeps us focused on me, myself, and I. How am I going to pay the bills? What am I going to do with these crazy kids? They're just crazy. I need new kids. You know, just stuff like that. Just focusing on my world, the circle of my world. What am I going to do about this sickness trying to attack my body? Worried, 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 anxious, 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 thinking about me, 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 me. Well, of course God wants to take care of your physical body. He already has. Jesus has healed us. Of course he wants to meet your financial need. He said he would, didn't he? According to his 
and glory by Christ Jesus. Of course, he wants your kids to serve him. You and your household shall be saved. So we have promises to stand on. And that's what we're supposed to do when we face situations in our world. Take the word of God and speak to it and believe what he has said. But don't just focus on what's going on in my little world. He wants us to cast those things over upon him. Use our faith. Believe him. Amen. And when we do that, and we're not carrying it on the inside of us, it puts us in a position to hear clearer that things that he wants to put in our hearts, the people he wants to put in our heart that we can lift up to him. It truly is connected. And another point about praying strong prayers is this. We have to keep the joy of the Lord stirred up. The phrase that came up in my heart this morning when I woke up and told pastor that I felt like I had something to share was this. Lift up your voice in strength. Lift up your voice in strength. And right after that, I heard this. Pray strong prayers. Not weak prayers. Strong prayers. Lift up your voice, and lift it up in strength. Well, of course, my part at Kindle the Flame was talking about joy, and we're certainly not going to go into sharing that message. There's not an unction to do that here, or nor the place. But let me just remind you that the Bible does say the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen? And we need that strength manifest in our lives. The amount of strength that we're walking in is connected to the joy we're tapping in. That came out of my heart today as well. The amount of strength that we're walking in is connected to the joy that we're tapping in to. If you don't have, you're always weak and you know it, you're just walking around full of weakness then I encourage you to stir up the joy of the Lord. And we know that there are some major tools that the enemy uses to go after our strength because he doesn't want us being strong in the Lord. He doesn't want us to pray strong, effective prayers. So he sends things along to try to discourage us. One thing that he uses as a tool of discouragement is something called time. The passage of time. Has anyone ever heard this come into your mind? You know, your prayers are never going to be answered. Nothing is ever going to change in your life. Can't You can't see anything happening. Because it's not happening. Look, look, look. Look at the clock. Look at the calendar. It's been years and you've been praying that prayer. It's been years and you've been 
asking God for your family to come in. It ain't happening. What is that? That's a discouragement from the pit of hell trying to get us to back off of our faith, trying to get us to stop lifting up strong prayers to him. I was reminded today of an illustration that I heard years ago from a minister. And I think it was Mark Hankins, but it doesn't matter. I'm not giving him any credit. I just like this illustration. <laughs> and it really, well, I think it will help somebody in here tonight. Keep this in mind concerning your prayer seeds. This illustration has to do with the Chinese bamboo tree. When you plant this seed of the Chinese bamboo tree, and I've never seen this seed, I don't know how big it is, but you plant it in the ground and you start watering it and you don't see anything, not even a teeny little sprout for several months. Then you keep watering it. You have to water it. Whether you see anything or not, you keep watering it. After a year, you still don't see anything. Not even a tiny little sprout. But you have to be faithful. You've got to put a little sign there so you know where that seed is. Keep watering it. Keep watering it. Two years, nothing. Keep watering it. Keep watering it. Three years, nothing. Keep watering it. Keep watering it. Four years, nothing. But then during that fifth year, it could be four months, I mean four years and 11 months and 28 days. But at some point in that fifth year, if you've been faithful to water that seed, all of a sudden out of the ground, this sprout comes up and it continues to grow And it grows, listen to this, it grows 90 feet in six weeks. 90 feet in six weeks. Well, the important lesson in this is this point. There was something happening. There was a lot happening, but it was all under the ground. It was all unseen. That little seed, the first thing it did was pop open under the ground. And then the roots started going out. And they started growing here and growing there. And they grew and they grew. And some went way down into the ground because that little seed knew that the day was coming when it was going to have such rapid growth of 90 feet in six weeks that it had to have this strong root system. It had to have this strong foundation under the ground to support that rapid growth. And I believe that is where the church is at today. Woo-hoo-hoo! We've got good seed in the ground here in the Bay Area. And we've been watering and watering and watering that seed. And that seed didn't just happen when Pastor Mark and I came and this church began. No, there have been revival after revival in the Bay Area. Powerful men and women of God down through the ages have come and they've set up their tents 
over there by the Oakland Coliseum. There have been precious seeds, powerful seeds, and our prayers are just watering and watering and watering and watering those seeds. And soon and very soon, we are going to reach that stage where, woo, woo, where we see what we've been praying for. We see what we've been believing God for. Hallelujah. Soon and very soon. And we're going to continue. Glory be to God. It is not time to be discouraged. It is not time to quit. It is not time to say it's not working. Hold fast to the confession of your faith. Stand firm on the foundation of the word of God and it shall all come to pass. It shall all come to pass at last. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. And we rejoice in the fact that harvest is soon. And don't wait until you see the full harvest. Go ahead and begin to rejoice ahead of time. Thank God for your loved ones coming into the kingdom of God. Thank God for people coming from every walk of life into this building. Thank God for miracles, signs, and wonders. Faith sees the victory. Faith looks over into the realm of the spirit and is not moved by what they're seeing in the natural. Lo, we have another set of eyes and it's the eyes of our spirit. And we walk by faith and not by what we're seeing in the natural. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your promises. They are yes and amen, and they are true. Glory be to God. And we're not going to be discouraged. We're not going to be depressed. We're going to enter into God's best. Hallelujah. Let me read you Nehemiah 8.10 out of the Amplified. You always just quote the last part. Then Ezra told them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet drink, and send portions to him for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to the Lord. And this part stood out to me today. Do not be grieved and depressed. For the joy of the Lord is your strength and your strong hope. Be not grieved. It is so easy. To get into grief. And to even have a spirit of grief attach itself to us. Not just talking about the loss of a loved one. Of course, we're going to grieve in the natural when that happens. But as I saw this today, this is what I was seeing. That too many, even of God's people, have allowed a spirit of grief to come upon them. By looking at what's going on in the world. Now we know that our spirit certainly can be grieved. And that's why Pastor Mark and I, we just are not really watching a lot of news. 
Well, you just cannot watch all of that garbage and not either get grieved or really super angry. And either one are probably not great. <laughs> but you see some things. You hear some things. Pastor was just looking at some sort of a application today and it asked, um, what sex, you know, are you? And one of the things was like, what was it, unknown or I don't want to say? I mean, that is grieving, really. Yeah, I think you do know. You do know. That's all I'm going to say. But that kind of agenda is grieving to the Spirit of God. But what do we do with that grief? We can't meditate on it. We can't let it overtake us. Don't stay in that state. Because if we allow it to do, then it's going to... This is what he said. He said this, don't be grieved and depressed. If you allow a spirit of grief to come on us about what's going on in the world, it will lead to depression, despair, and hopelessness. But we are not without hope. We've got God. We've got His Word. We've got the Holy Spirit. And I'm fully convinced it's going to go God's way. I hear people say it when I was growing up. Evangelists would hold up the Bible and they'd say, read the back of the book. We win. And that's great. And that's good. But you know what? We win on every page of the book. We don't have to wait to the end of time. to. We're winning right now. He already made us more than conquerors. We cannot be defeated and we will not quit. In the name of Jesus, we're standing on his word. We're standing on the promises. Just think about when you got born again. Jesus lifted all of us out of a pit of sin, out of a pit of despair. And that same love that he extended to us when we got born again will keep us lifted up in this day and in this hour that we live. Love lifted me. Love still lifts me. When you can't think of anything else good to think about, just lift up your hands and look up and say, Love loves me. Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Jesus is the answer. And he lives on the inside of me. Hallelujah. Woo! Again, what's this got to do with prayer? Everything. We're people of faith. We're people of the word. We are not under despair and hopelessness. We have a bright future. But we also have a bright day today in our God. Psalms 3, 3 says this. Can y'all take a little bit more? I forgot to look when I started. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I quote this verse a lot, and it's an awesome promise. It's a beautiful picture of what the Lord does for us. But again today, as I was reading it, don't you love the word? 
I mean, you know, you think, yeah, I've read that scripture. I've heard that scripture hundreds of times. But I was reading it in my little Bible. And it was like, keep reading. Don't stop at verse 3. There's more in there for you. Continued reading. Well, apparently David was in a tough season as he often found himself. So in verse 4, he said this. With my voice, I cry to the Lord. We're talking about lift up your voice in strength. I'm sure when David cried to the Lord, it wasn't, Oh God, oh God. It said he cried to the Lord. And he hears and he answers me out of his holy hill. Selah, pause and calmly think of that. What was David saying? He was declaring, when I'm feeling down or in despair, I call on the name of the Lord. And he always, always, always lifts me up. Every one of us have had things that knocked us flat on the ground. Unexpected tragedy, horrible news. And, and you're just like, we're knocked down. But we are not knocked out. David, the psalmist David faced tragedy after tragedy. But yet he declared, Lord, I'm going to cry unto you. And you always answer me. And you always are the glory and the lifter up of my head. That's good news, isn't it? That same as Psalms 3, 3 out of the Passion, it says, But in the depths of my heart, I oh, I love that. In the depths of my heart, I truly know that you, Yahweh, have become my shield. You take me. Oh, look at this. You surround me with yourself. Woo! You surround me with yourself. Your glory covers, your glory covers me continually. You lift high my head. Woo! Oh, thank you, Lord. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. You surround me, woo, continually with yourself. You can't get any better protection than that. You can't get any more encouragement than that. If you've been feeling alone and you've been feeling maybe isolated or whatever, even depressed, this, right now just stop and derive some encouragement from this verse. Lord, from the depths of my heart, I know. Do you know him? Do you know how much he loves you? From the depths of my heart, I know. You have become my shield. Woo! And I know you're surrounding me with yourself. We're not alone. We're not alone. 
in this world. We're not alone in life. You're not alone in the midnight hour. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Woo-hoo-hoo. Talk about giving us strength. Talk about bringing encouragement. And when you say, but Lord, Lord, I feel so weak. I feel so inadequate. I feel so insecure. I feel like there's no way I can do this. Then look to my word and declare what my word says. Woo! Another good scripture, Joel 3.10. We'll just quote it. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. How about you lift up your hands and let's just say that three times. I am strong. I am strong. I am strong. I am strong. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Woo! We've got inside information. And we've got a strength that the world knows nothing about. There's a buzzword that's been used a lot lately and it's called empowered. Oh, I just need to be empowered to be me. Empowered to do this. Empowered to do that. Well, talk about an empowerment. We don't need any empowerment from the world, folks. Philippians 4.13 in the Amplified. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers. If I say, he empowers me. Who empowers me? No, I love this part. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Glory to God. I am ready for anything. Woo! Devil, go ahead and shoot your best shot. I'm equal for it. I'm empowered for it. Woo! I'm ready for it in the mighty name of Jesus because I am strong. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and in the strength of the Lord. I shall lift up my voice and I shall pray. Let me read one last scripture and then we're going to pray. Oh, you'll like this one too. I love the word, don't you? I, I, 49 in the Amplified. Oh, you who bring good tidings to Zion, get up to the high mountain. Oh, you who bring good tidings to Jerusalem. And this is where I got my title. I knew this was in the Bible. I didn't know where it was, but thank God 
or good concordances. Lift up your voice with strength. Woo! Lift it up. Be not afraid. And then this is really, really good. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. So this is what we're going to do. Let me break this down for you, this verse. We have good news. We have the word. We have the spirit of strength and might and power. Whew. And empowerment. We've been endued with power from on high when we got filled with the Holy Ghost. So we do not have to be afraid. We're going to pray in faith. We're going to declare some things. Hallelujah. We're going to lift up our voice in strength. And I love that part. And say to the cities. They were supposed to speak to Judah. But we can say to the city of Hayward. Behold your God. Say to the city of Oakland, behold your God. Crime and corruption will not rule in our streets. Jesus is Lord. We say to the cities, behold your God. Humanism is not God. So is not God. Man's opinion is not God. God is God. He's the most high God. Oh man, stand up. I can just keep on preaching, but we're going to sabandra basoprataha. Woo! Glory, 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 glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh Lord, we lift up our voice. We lift up our voice in strength. Everybody lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Just begin to first of all declare it. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord over the Bay Area. Jesus is Lord over my family. Woo! Hallelujah. The church, the church of the living God is strong. We are not weak. Go ahead. Make some confessions. The church is strong. We're strong. We are the light of the world. Woo! Darkness. Darkness shall not overtake the church. Darkness shall not overtake the Bay Area. No, we're declaring it. We're lifting up our voice in strength. And we are declaring, behold your God. Hallelujah. Behold your God. God is God. God is the most high God. There is no other God. Buddha is not God. Muhammad is not God. No. <laughs> Woo. We can add this, behold the true and the living God. Behold the most high God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, now let's just pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's pray over our cities. Oh, oh 
Oh, thank you, Lord, for an awakening in our cities, in our streets, our streets. Our streets, our streets, oh Lord, the streets, the streets, the neighborhoods where they say that crime has overtaken it and violence is running rampant. No, we're not having it. We're not having it. Lord God, we're declaring our streets, our streets will not be on fire with violence and riots. But Lord, our streets will be on fire with the fire of God. Woo! <laughs> Let there be revival fire in the streets. Woo! Pray over your neighborhood. Pray over your city. You've got authority there. <laughs> oh, makasi bikorita. Enda la 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 makashata. Onda la 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 boko janda rebeke seta. Enda la 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 boko shata. Eh he he Oh 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 we lift up our voice in strength. We are not weak. We are not discouraged. We lift up our voice in strength. And we lift up our schools. The schools. That's the prayer assignment that Pastor wants us to emphasize this week. We lift up our schools. Oh, my mama, my tarabashopra. And we declare violence shall not rule and reign. No terrorist attacks. No violence in our schools. Peace, safety, and protection. Oh, Yohisabadarepakata. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory. Glory, glory, glory. PT, do you have PT, do you have something you can you want to pray out something, sing yeah. something? Pray. Light dispels darkness, Father. Yeah, we that's thank right. you for the light. We declare it. We agree with the light. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. And in the name of Jesus, darkness cannot overpower the light. And God, we thank you, and we praise you, and we stand in the gap. We stand in the gap for our cities. We stand in the gap for our schools. We stand in the gap for our families in the mighty name of Jesus. And we say boldly, unequivocally, let there be light. Come on, say that. Let there be light. Say it again prophetically. Let there be light. Two more times. Let there be light. Hallelujah. And so we lift up our voice in strength. And we say to the cities, behold your God. 
We lift up our voice from being strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And as we release our faith with faith-filled words, the city and the people in the city shall behold their God. The word behold means see God. They shall see God. They shall see God as he should be seen. The arts will be open. Their eyes will be opened. Oh, hallelujah. That's our prayer. Thank you for opening their eyes. As Pastor Tom said, let there be light. Let there be light. And as you speak to the cities, behold your God, great faith is released and mountains will be removed. Obstacles will have to give way to the spirit of faith coming forth from my people in this area. So speak it out regularly. Speak it out consistently, not out of ritualism, but city, I'm speaking to you. Behold your God. Mountains, hindrances, and obstacles, you must go. You must be removed. The people in Hayward, the people in the city, the people in Oakland, the people in San Jose shall see that there is a God, that he is El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough, that he is El Elyon, the Most High God, that he is a God that heals, he is a God that lifts, and he is a God that is good. Oh, let your good news, let your good news flow from your people. And some of the things that we can expect as we continue in prayer school, and as we continue to persevere in prayer out of a heart filled with strength by being strengthened from the Spirit of God, one of the things that we can expect is great things happening in our cities. In Isaiah 58, it says this, And the Lord will guide us continually, and He will satisfy our soul in drought, and He will make our bones fat. That's a good thing. And thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And this is what's happening. And this is what will continue to happen as we continue to contend for the faith, as we continue to contend for revival, as we continue to contend for a great outpouring of the Spirit of God. Here's what we can expect. And they that shall be of thee shall build up the old waste places. Beholding the city, beholding God, means there shall be a building up of the waste places. Oh, hallelujah. Thou shalt raise up, now listen to this, thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations. There are generations in this city, there are generations all around of us that have never beheld their God. But oh, my brothers and sisters, as we continue to lift up our voice in strength, continue to lift up our voice in faith with the Spirit of God helping us. Oh, hallelujah. Generations are going to come to Jesus. The old waste places are going to be built up. Oh, come on, somebody. And here's what the body of Christ shall be called. You shall be called the repair of the breach. The repair of the breach and the restore of paths to dwell in. 
What does that mean? The restore of paths to dwell in literally means the restore of streets to dwell in. On the streets, things don't look good. But oh, thank God, you just wait till the glory of God hits the streets. You just wait until the manifest presence of God and the rain falls in its full measure. Amen. Thank God that which has been broken will be restored. And many generations shall call upon the name of the Lord. Stand up, everybody. Let's shout restore. Restore. Restore, Rakasa. Restore. Restore in the name of Jesus. Restore in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you for a turnaround. We thank you for a turnaround. Thank you for having mercy. Having mercy on the Bay Area, Lord God. We know that people have been blinded. But as Pastor Tom pray, we say, let there be light. Lord, may they repent. People that need to repent, may they repent in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Can you say amen?